0: Welcome to It Starts at Home, a weekly podcast where we have honest conversations about what discipleship looks like in the home. Our hope is to come alongside parents by providing biblical truth and practical tools for raising kids and teens. We don't claim to be experts and we haven't written any books, but we do love families and want to help them build their foundation on Jesus. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, I'm Thad Yessa. Thanks for joining us for another episode of It Starts at Home. I'm here with my co-host, Allie Keaton. How's it going today?
0: I am good. I'm, as always, excited for another episode of It Starts at Home. What's the topic for today, Thad?
1: Today, we're going to dive into the importance of praying for our kids and teens and how to pray for them.
0: Cool. Well, so we should probably start off with what is prayer?
1: Yeah, prayer, uh, I think a helpful definition from the Westminster Shorter Catechism, Uh, question number 98 is, what is prayer? Prayer is an offering up of our desires to God for the things agreeable to his will in the name of Christ. Mm. Or to put things a little more simply, prayer is simply talking to God. We talk to him about our concerns, our desires, our sins. We give thanks to him for what he has done, what he's promised to do, and what he has not done for us in our best interest. Uh, Martin Luther once said, as it is the business of tailors to make clothes and cobblers to mend shoes, so it is the business of Christians to pray. And so we're just, we're starting at the base level that the expectation of Christians is that all of them pray. First John five thirteen says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and this is the confidence that we have towards him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask we know that we have the request that we have asked him meaning that the god of the universe wants us to pray to him as his children the heavenly father wants to know our desires he wants to have communication he isn't far off as a master who doesn't care but he's compassionate and he wants to have communication. With us, So we talk about what prayer is, but Allie, why is it important that we pray for our children and teens?
0: Yeah, being able to pray for our children is a gift. It's one of the most powerful things you guys can do as a parent or a caregiver of a child and teen. Um, Kids have a lot of needs, physical needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs, and it can be easy to wonder if prayer is really actually their greatest need. It's a misunderstanding, actually. As parents, we fall into this lie or this trap of believing that we are the ones that provide food, clothing, shelter, we give them love and care they need we help them build good character we teach them spiritual truths and while God does often choose to use us as a vehicle or an instrument for providing those needs it is always God who provides those things for our kids and it's God who moves their hearts um, so it is a top parenting priority to pray for our kids. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, we hear that it's true we have an enemy, and that's real, and we're the targets of that enemy. So it's important to pray for our kids to protect them and to that they would know and love God. So, Thad, what does it actually look like to pray for our kids?
1: Yeah, like we said last week, we're not coming up with these new creative ideas for you, but simply looking at the Bible and seeing what it says. So a very simple way to pray for your children, for your teens, uh, really for anyone, is that you pray scripture over them. Uh, You allow the word, meaning the Bible, to inspire our thoughts and become our prayers. Uh, Our desire is that as parents... That we're submerged in the Bible so much that it makes sense that our prayers mm. would be reiterations of what we've read, what we've learned in the Scriptures. So, using the Scripture as a guide to help us pray, because you know the truth is sometimes we don't even know what to pray, right. uh, and so we turn to the Bible and say, "How is it that we should uh, actually pray?" Mm. And so I think uh, the first place that we start with, like, so what does this actually look like? Uh, we have a list of eight things that, that you can pray over your child, over your teen. Uh, and I think the first one is the most important, and it's that they would have faith, that they would believe the gospel at a young age. Uh, what we have for that is Ephesians 2, uh, verses 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And just praying that our children would receive the gift of grace at a young age, that they would see it's nothing they can do that can earn a relationship with God, not come to church with you, not reading a Bible, not praying, but actually understanding that the only way that they can have the gift of grace is to have total and complete faith in the work that Jesus has done on the cross
0: number two uh, the second thing you can pray over your kids is that they would be convicted of their sin the scripture reference we have from that is john 17 where jesus is praying for his disciples and for future believers and it talks about sanctify them in the truth your word is truth in verse 17 so yeah we want our kids to see their need for a savior or their need for the gospel story just what is that picture we're all sinful people they're sinful and god can redeem that
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is that they would love God's word. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4-9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words I command you shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise you shall bind them as a sign in your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes so really we these three things are really the the core that the rest of these are are mm-hmm. bound up in that they would have faith that they would be convicted of their sin and and third that they would love God's word that as we're teaching them as we're bringing them to church mm-hmm. as we're reading bibles with them as we're having family discipleship moments mm-hmm. uh that they would truly love God's word that as we teach them that they would cherish them that they would love God with all their heart soul and mind
0: mm-hmm. The fourth thing that you can pray over your kids is just for their protection. I think that's probably an easy one to think of. The world has so much going on and our kids need to be protected physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm. Um, And we have two verses to share for that one. John 17, 15, which says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. And then Psalm 4, 8, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. God is really the one who can protect our kids. And just the peace that's going to come when you are able to give all your worries and concern about your kids' safety and protection to the Lord.
1: Uh, Number five, as our children grow, they'll start to develop friendships. So we want to pray for them as they develop these friendships. Uh, Proverbs 12, 26 says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Praying that as they develop their own friends, uh, that they would choose friends that point them towards righteous actions Mm -hmm. uh, versus wicked deeds. Uh, And not only as we pray that for them, but also help enforce them when friends come over, like, hey, your friend did or said this. This mm. isn't an action that mm. that the Bible approves of. And really using that not as a just a defensive prayer, but actively, offensively mm. helping work that out with, hey, do you think we should really be doing this? Is this something we want to be doing? So mm. praying for uh, their friendships. Yeah.
0: Number six, um, praying for joy and peace. Praying, um, we're in a world that, there's not a whole lot of hope sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, especially right now in the season of COVID and all of the other crazy things going on. So Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope because their true source of hope is gonna come from the Lord. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Number seven and number eight um, kind of go hand in hand with each other. Number seven is their purity. Number eight is for future spouses. Uh, Philippians 4 8 says finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is any excellence if there's anything worthy of praise think on these things In just desiring that their thoughts would be pure thoughts that they would be lovely that they would be commendable uh, that they're really desiring purity uh, not just um, sexually pure but also just in all their relationships that they're mm-hmm. seeking after things that are good that are just and not things that are wicked and, and uh not pleasing to the lord mm-hmm. uh first peter 5 eight asks that that they be self-controlled and alert your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking who he may devour mm-hmm. uh just in their daily battles of their minds Um, all the negative influences that are coming around either uh, at school, Mm -hmm. on social media, through friendships, that as they're being attacked, that they would choose, they would desire Mm -hmm. to remain pure. And then that last one, number eight, Pray for their future spouses. That may seem uh, a long way off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have a child who is one or five or eight, and the last thing you're thinking about yeah. is weddings. Uh, but even now in these moments when they're young, not only praying for their future spouse, but also praying for your child that they would be a good and godly spouse in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark 10, 6 through 9 says, But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and will be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Uh, And really, we're raising our children up so that they will leave our home when they are married. That they won't still live with us. That they'll go live their own life so that we're preparing them. Like, hey, someday you're going to be out on your own. uh, And if God blesses you with a spouse... The two of you are going to have to make decisions on your own. What's best for your family? What do you believe that God wants you to do? Mm -hmm. Uh, And lastly, Colossians 3, 18 through 19. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. And really praying that whether we have a daughter or a son, that they would be a a model of what it looks like to uh, be a good godly spouse. Uh, and as you're praying that doing your best to show them what that looks like, uh, it's not always easy, but praying that God, as, as we raise them, as they see how, uh, my wife and I interact or my husband, and I interact that we would show, give an example of what this looks like and pray that they would do even better than we do as husbands and wives to one another.
0: Absolutely. I think, um, praying scripture over our kids is is a beautiful thing and a wonderful thing and could to continue a little bit on that how um, this should be something as parents and caregivers that we're doing regularly mm-hmm. that we're doing together as a couple with your spouse um, on a, as a united front being being prayer warriors for your kids um, setting that example for your kids to show that prayer is important that that's something that you take seriously as a priority to pray for them. Um, And then secondly, praying with your child. We're gonna touch a little bit on that on next week's episode of what does it look like to pray with my kid and teen. Um, But like I said, you guys are setting that example and they're watching you always, um, as we know. And so when they see that prayer is important and that's something that you're already doing for them, that's gonna just set up the model and example that you want for them. So I think that's all that we have for this week's episode. Uh, I encourage you, challenge you parents to take one of these ideas, faith, conviction of sin, love of God's word, safety and protection, friendships, joy and peace, purity, and future spouses. God didn't just pick one and pray that for your kid today. Right now, after you finish up this podcast episode, lift your kiddos up in prayer and we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to It Starts at Home. We hope that today's episode has been helpful and encouraging to you. If you enjoy this episode, we ask that you share it with a friend. You can stay connected by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.